everybody. Welcome to No One Told Me, where we believe hindsight is everything. My name is Callie, and if this is one of the first times you've listened, let me give you a little backstory. Otherwise, this is going to be very confusing for you. We love to do episodes. We usually try to do once a month. Uh, We're a little behind, but we love to do episodes called Did Anyone Tell You? All right, and these are just a little bit of a break away from the more serious or heavy topics or the ones that you really have to like think on right and figure out how you want to apply we take a break from that and we invite our friends Kaylee and Kari and we sit around my kitchen table and we talk about what's going on in the world right just we want to equip you for those dinner time conversations those lunchtime conversations or those like new acquaintance like you've got to go we're about to coming up on the holidays and you've got to have things to talk about right you've got to be able to do small talk. So we're equipping you for the small talk. We just, we're telling stories, we're talking about life. And of course, because it is the Halloween Monday, you knew we had to do a special Halloween episode, right? But my problem always is, I don't love the spooky, okay? I'm not a huge fan of being startled. I don't, there was a a friend at work who he just thought it was the best time to jump out at people. And scare them when they're like coming around a corner or opening a door. And I finally had to tell him, every time you do that, I like you a little less. So now that you're informed, you have to decide, do you want us to be friends? Because if you do, I would would suggest less of that, right? So what I did, I asked Kayleen Carr to come over and I was like, just bring some of your spooky stories, all right? Or stories that kind of scared you a little bit. Because I love storytelling and I can only do the scary kind of storytelling in broad daylight. So... It was uh, early morning. They came over, sat around my kitchen table with me. And what you're about to hear is the result of um, some storytelling that, as we always do, goes off a little bit off the path. And we end up in some really random places, but it's all just so fun. And so I hope you could sit. I hope you could laugh a little bit. I hope you can think about your own like, oh yeah, I did do something like that. Or I did experience that because at the end of the day, that's what we're here for is we're all way more alike than we are different. We're all walking through way more similar seasons than we think we are. So I hope that this brings you some joy on your Halloween Monday. And I hope you get some extra candy today. Don't let anyone tell you you can't have it. I'm here to tell you, eat the candy. Halloween 2022 with with it being on a Monday, I think we all knew we had to do a Halloween episode. And I think we also had to have known I can't do a Halloween episode without Kaylee and Kari. So here we are gathered at the kitchen table. And Carson is just, you're anti-Halloween, right, Carson? <laughs> no, my, my parents legitimately were. I don't think there's so much anymore, but they... You know, they grew up in the Bahamas. I don't know if it was just like a family thing for them or just oh, if it's island wide. But yeah, it just wasn't really a thing for them. So yeah, this isn't really scary. But I shared the story when we were at lunch earlier this week. Like I didn't dress up for Halloween. And they're like, what's your favorite costume as a kid? And I, mine was just sad. You don't have I any didn't of those have memories. A costume, so yeah, my teacher in <laughs> kindergarten let me put on her jacket so I can be a teacher for Halloween. Oh my gosh. Was that just in kindergarten that that happened? And then you just accepted, yeah, I just will not get to dress up. until And then like in sixth grade, my parents were like, oh yeah, you can go. I was like, it's too late now. Like, I feel like I missed it. But Did your friends ask you? Not really. I don't really know what I would I do. I just couldn't go trick-or-treating with them. She was like, wow, here. <laughs> <laughs> no, I hope not. I don't know. <laughs> I hope I could pick up social cues better, than, but I was five, so probably not. You were just learning. I would just be curious because kids are... I mean, they don't hold back. So I just feel like if I was a kid and someone was like the only one not dressed up, I'm like, why are you not dressed up? Like, why are you not a part of this right now? And no one ever asked you, even in they later years? I don't know. I mean, we would always just be doing something. Like maybe I had football practice or like. You just wore your jersey that, yeah. and you were a football player. Yeah, it's true. You got around that. You found those loopholes. You were, I mean, I Sophie wasn't going to keep you down. Do you remember the kids that didn't dress up? That's true. That's a valid point. I don't think so, but we didn't, I don't think we dressed up for school Halloween when I was, but we all know I don't have memories, so Uh, I don't, it could have happened, and I just, no, one time I was dressed up as a 50s girl, poodle skirt, my mom made me a poodle skirt, I do remember that, I also did it, did that again in in high school. I was going to say, I remember that costume. Yes. We it were was, friends. <laughs> there was one that came back around in high school and all of my friends, I think I might have told this story before, they were having a bonfire and it was always like, 
my friends were kind of wild in high school. And so I never knew if I was going to get invited to the parties or not, you know, because like <laughs> they just, I mean, we were very different in that way. And so they invited me to the party. So I'm going over there and these were kids I grew up with and I'm in my poodle skirt mm. and like my button up white shirt and have a high pony with a ribbon in my hair. And I roll up and one is dressed as a street walker. Yes. One is two are dressed as Mary Kate and Ashley, but like the grunge Mary Kate and Ashley, yeah. not mm. cute detectives, <laughs> not the detectives, but the grunge Mary Kate and Ashley. And I'm in a poodle skirt, and I will never forget the picture that I still have. I think I have it in a scrapbook where I'm in the poodle skirt in the middle, and everyone else is just I just stand out so mm. so, so bad. <laughs> I just like, but that's the only costume I remember ever wearing. Really? Yes. I don't remember. No. One time my mom forgot and she put her robe on me and curlers in my hair and told me oh, I was an old lady. Yeah. That's not bad. No. So I she sent me out. Every year. And like we were, my parents were believers big time. And we, I was Princess Amadala. I was a witch, <laughs> like a real witch in fourth grade. I did the poodle skirt thing in fifth grade with my best friend. I was a dead prom queen. I mean, I did all, I did all sorts of stuff. And you also have a deep love for Halloween. So this makes sense. This, this makes sense. My parents did not shield us from it, but we would go to the harvest parties too. Like we would go. We did both. Yeah, we did both. Harvest festival. And then later that night, switch costumes, go out. Nope. How dare you? It was the end of the night for me. I'd go to bed. (laughs) Except, except one story, you didn't quite make it home. Yeah. When you thought you would. So there's like, you know, Halloween, spooky, scary, all the different type vibes. And I <laughs> saw a tweet earlier this week. It was talking about like just in Halloween season mode, talking about some of the scariest moments, scariest feelings, like a bracket one through 16. And <laughs> one of the seeds was the feeling of being lost as a kid. Yes. And for me, you know, I had the Harvest Festival. Uh, that's as close to Halloween as we got in the Butler household. So I invited some friends to go to church with me that night, and you know, Gosh, we had, what a missionary! Oh, I did what That's I could. I mean, age. it wasn't just one car load either, so oh, wow. it was both cars. So my mom was driving, my dad was driving, and we all went. And you know, time's wrapping up. I'm in elementary school. We're about to go, and next thing I know, I look around. I don't see any of my friends. I, I really. Like, in thinking back on this, I don't know how it happened. I don't see any of my friends. I don't see my parents. They had left. <laughs> they had left me. They each thought I was with the other person. So, yeah, I mean, that was, that was where, tough. <laughs> where were you? Why were you not with your friends? I mean, I was at one point, and then I guess we were, like, rallying to go. Were and you in a maze? I don't know. Yeah, were you they, in the cord maze? I don't know. I, I, but I do... I do remember that I was left for sure by uh, my parents, and I still sometimes bring it up from time to time. Just I to think they need to be reminded of their failures every now and Agreed. again. You know? I can only hope my son does the same for me. <laughs> Keep me honest. Except it is it does change when you start having kids, and you're like, this is very hard. Like this is it's hard to keep track of you yeah. all. It's hard to you're running around like maniacs. I would never do a corn maze with my kids. Uh, there's not a chance. No. There's, and I also have a fear of the spooky corn yeah. mazes because there could be an insane person. Oh, that's the easiest place. That is the, I mean, to pick people off. Well, if I'm crazy, yeah. I'm going and hiding you, in the corn. You go as a regular person. Like, oh, you know either what I'm saying? Like, the not options the corn maze are limitless. people, but you can just show up and murder people as if you were a part of the corn And maze. everyone thinks it's a part of the fun, you know? I'd, I'd still go. I can't. <laughs> I don't like the haunted houses. I just love it. I don't like any of I it. I love being terrified. I Those are fun to I me. I don't. Let me take that back. Being left or left out or lost as a kid is terrifying and has translated into my adulthood. I do not like that. <laughs> but I do want to go to a corn maze or a scary movie and be scared. Do you like being startled? Like when things jump out at you? No. No, or you like psychological fear? I like, yeah. <laughs> I like twists and turns. I like the demon stuff. Uh-huh. I like gore i like saw no I like the games Mm-mm. i don't i don't know why i can't watch i will tell you the last scary movie i saw in theaters and this is going to be a segue to your stories Uh-oh. the last scary movie i saw in theaters was the exorcism of emily rose Ooh, good one in high school mm. and i left the theater halfway no. through i did i don't blame because you. here was my thing all i could sit there and think was everyone thinks this is just a good time and i'm thinking this really this stuff happens exactly. like this is real like exactly. this can this happens to people yeah and i couldn't sit there and well i just could not 
the rea- if it's something that's like so far fetched, yeah, you know, like I can sit there and watch it, and be like, this, okay, cow, this isn't Are real. Are you telling this isn't yourself real. that in scary movies? Is that like yes. how you get through? In scary movies, I'm mm. like, this is not real. This is a made up story. Yeah. This is not reality. Yeah. But th- I couldn't do that with Exorcism of Emily Rose because it was based on true was. events. No, I prefer the the thriller or just like the. <laughs> I know this is not <laughs> the direction that this episode's going, but I like the fun episodes and movies regarding yes. Halloween. Like I like watching New Girl Halloween episodes, The mm-hmm. Office, Parks and Rec. I, I like watching it? It's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. That's wow. hilarious. That's Harvest Party. Like <laughs> that is Harvest Party. <laughs> it is, but like that's that's fun to me. But yeah, I prefer the thriller. If it's like I don't like horror or like yes. super scary. I do like th- uh, thriller, a little bit of mystery, I a little like twists and turns. Yeah, I some can suspense. handle suspense and like having that to, to sit me is there. fun. Yes, having to sit there and try to decide. And I'm okay if some things jump out at me. Like that's mm-hmm. that's fine. But I get aggressive in those situations. Mm-hmm. Like if like if we're at a haunted house or whatever, like yeah. I respond with aggression mm-hmm. and yelling that's at good. them. That's like defense. not screaming, but like just yelling words at them that yeah. I don't know what's going to come mm-hmm. out. It's not. I'm just not at my best, and I've. I've gone to a haunted house the past four years every year, and I just I I I think I'm done. Really, <laughs> I just I think for me it's if I'm telling myself this isn't real, like it's okay, then I'm not enjoying it, and then I'm mad, and I'm mad. Ooh, I get so mad if I'm in a theater and I paid money to see a scary movie, and people are giggling. Mm-hmm. Like even if like I will like give them some grace, the actors, the movie makers, if it's like okay, that's a little cheesy, but. I'm still scared. Like, I want to be scared. So if you're laughing, you're taking me out of that fear, I'm mad at you. Then go watch a comedy because I'm here to be scared. Yeah. Which Mm-mm. is, Mm-mm. which, See? I mean, I get that. I guess that's the whole point of the industry, right? Like, people that enjoy fear. Yes, and the rest of y'all is, just have to deal. You can mm-hmm. decide not to. Like, I can't yeah. even watch previews. Like, previews, Ugh, I think Tara and I talked about this. Even the previews for, like, Chucky, that came out and they're like in you know like the ads are playing or whatever and it's that chucky movie and he's just like popping up everywhere i can't yeah i don't but that's what they want but you have a choice you don't have to go see it so that's what they're banking on but even the previews tick me off because i'm Mm. like i can't unsee this now and i can't do true crime either i'll be honest with you i can't do true crime i'm not into true crime that surprises me but i also have never tried okay so that might be why that surprises me you're not because ryan was gone all week he was out of town and I'm fine. Like the highlight of it is that I don't ever have to cook dinner when he's out of town. So like we're eating cereal or like pancakes. It's easy. Driving. But then nighttime comes, right? And I am like setting chairs up in front of doors and like booby traps so that if a door opens, I'll hear it. Like do you sounds. clear the house? I need to know if you clear, like go oh, through and clear the house. Absolutely, I do. I walk before bed. I walk from the back room of our house. Oh my. I open every door. I turn on every light to just look, just to have a look around and every open every closet door. I look under the beds. Oh, wow. I you look can just the do sh- the tactic that I used to do. <laughs> The old sh- just scream out, show, show yourself. yourself. <laughs> but if anyone's there, they'll come out. But of course, they I guess would. you can physically <laughs> like walk the, into the, each room. The jig is up. You got us. Let's get out of here, boys. <laughs> Good job. I do all of that, and like even we'll start. He has this new thing, Henley's dog, where he barks in the middle of the night. Mm-mm. At like one o'clock in the morning, he is barking Mm-mm. at the door. Is it the same time? Yes, well, almost every single night. You know what that means? I know. I, listen, I have. Yes, I do know. Do you know there's something about waking up at 3 a.m. that's supposed to be very creepy? Yeah, Have you it's ever the heard devil's this? hour. It's the witching oh. hour. Oh, no. Listen, okay. No. My story for the day is real. See, this is what... You've told me this, and you can only tell me in daylight because I get too scared at night. I, listen, though, I there is a little bit of an embellishment, but I'll let you know when, when that part comes. <laughs> but this is a true story. Real life. I moved into a new place a little over a year ago. New apartment. Same spot of town, but new apartment. It's very, old, very cute. It's an old building. Mm-hmm. Like that's the whole intrigue of it. it's old building. Lots of older people live there and people don't like to move out. That's what they tell me. Like they, once they get the spot in this building, like people stay. Yeah. And it makes sense because it's a great spot. Yeah. yeah. Love it. So I have my bed against my back wall. I face a air duct. You know, those like big silver yes. mm-hmm. cylinders. That's very up industrial. In the yes. Yes. The whole vibe. Brick walls on my left and right bathroom, but I have like a half wall. So my room is by itself. Sleep going, looking at that wall basically is what I look at when I wake up. I can see my bathroom door. It's always open because you never know. You got to go. 
Don't well, be, you never know who could be behind it. Oh, true. You know, true. You got to keep it open. So when I first move in, I like have trouble sleeping there. I can't figure out if it's just new place. It's louder. Is it louder? I buy more sound machines. I have two so that I don't hear anyone like coming in behind me because my back, my head is against a wall that has the elevator in the hallway behind me. So I can oh, hear yeah. people coming and going. Some trouble sleeping. Don't, don't know why. I continue to wake up in the middle of the night about the same time it's either 3:33 or 3:03 it's always got the threes in it and i'm telling you every I don't time like that and mm-hmm. nothing else is going i'm not a i'm not this kind of person that can't sleep through the night so one night this is probably the 10th time this has happened and i'm waking up and my heart is racing and i'm like okay you just got some anxiety like you're fine that's normal just the old anxiety that's, that's what people got going on every now and again okay. and i open my eyes and i like can kind of see like on top of the cylinder is this like black like mass kind of like if a person was like crouched down with their elbows like up no, near ma'am. their ears no ma'am and i could see eyes no ma'am. like yellowy like a light like eyes yeah. no and i'm just staring at it you know you when you first see something you're like trying to just like really get a good look to make sure it's like is are it you gonna thinking clear up? like raccoon I, it's bigger than a raccoon i mean it's like a, it's is the it size like of a, a person. shadowy figure or yeah or it's it like, like a just a dark and it's dark in my place, so I can yeah. just kind of make out a shape. Oh and I'm staring, God. and I'm staring, and I'm staring, and it's not going anywhere. And eventually, I just wasn't in the right space of mind to be like, do I get up and like, what, turn the light on? I just didn't do it. Like I get went, a broom. And- yeah, I went back to sleep. But that continued to happen, but it would be like in front of my bathroom door standing. No. But I have a robe that hangs there. No. So I would How be like. How tall was the figure? As tall as the door. So six foot something, seven. I don't know how tall door is. Probably seven or eight feet. Yeah. Oh well. Okay. Tall. <laughs> just, but it would just be like it wouldn't move. It wasn't doing anything. It would just be there, and then I would like convince myself go back to sleep, or I would sometimes I did turn on the light. There was one time I don't know what I was doing. I got up. I did not turn on the light, and I went to the bathroom oh. and used the restroom. And I was like, "Well, your state of you're mind. Fine. Like you're nothing yeah. happened. You're fine." And so I even bought. I went as far as to buy an alarm for my two doors in my place. Yeah. So that if so, when I wake up at night, if the alarm's not going off no one is here yeah. like that was kind of my logic on that thing still is there like it still appeared and i call it my demon which is so i don't know wrong i don't know if she call it a demon i don't know i call what it is my it? demon i don't know i just feel like it's how there. often is this at first it was like once a week oh my for gosh. a while the alarm helped i wasn't as like freaked out but then the other this was like two weeks ago i moved my bed too like i switched it to the oh, other side you? of the wall okay. so that i could like just have a different perspective when I to where eyes. the bathroom is on your left now. The bathroom was at the foot, and the the air vent and the demon yeah. hunch was on the left. But then when you've now that you've switched where your bed is, is the bathroom now on your no. left? Like you've rotated it. I or just no? moved it to the other wall. Oh, I got you. So I was hoping that would help with noise and also not looking at the demon when I open my eyes. But now I open my eyes to my closet, which doesn't have a door. Have you seen? Oh. When's the last time you've seen eyes? It's been a while. That's good. But I did wake up the other night. And you know sleep paralysis, like yes. oh, yeah. you can't oh. move. You're like telling yourself to move. That was happening, and I was just laying there like, if he's here now, <laughs> what now do I do? Time. Does and he then, know that you are having he, sleep? Paralysis? Don't you think he's the one? I don't know. That is true. But then my calf started cramping. Oh no! This is how During deep sleep paralysis. This is how deep it was. I could not move my leg. My calf cramped up so freaking hard that it hurt for a week because I couldn't move. I couldn't get up to fix it. I eventually like started to gain back like movement and I picked my leg up and put it against the wall just to try to stretch it out. But I think he's coming for me. What are the causes of sleep paralysis? Because I, mean, I can't imagine laying there and opening my eyes and being like, I cannot move. Oh, no. Oh, I can't open my eye. I haven't had sleep paralysis You've had in a couple it? of With years. With your eyes yes, closed? But I cannot open my eyes oh, when it happens. Oh, my eyes are open. Oh, so you terrible. have full... That would actually maybe... No, that would be more scary if my eyes were open. And you could look around and see. Yeah, I would. Yeah. So the times I've had it, I cannot open my eyes. And like, I have to, I, I don't know how long it goes on. Like mentally, it feels like forever. But like, yeah. I have to use every bit of my mental and physical strength yeah. to move. And then I'm like, oh. like, I got, I had it a lot more as a kid. And then I feel like I haven't had it really since college or like a couple years after college so it's been a little I, bit so thankfully what but causes i wonder that? if it's like stress i mean i don't know what it physically causes it like but i also think like people think demons are real probably because of the type of stuff that i've been seeing but in my head it's it gets anxiety and it's you know watching so scary you stuff think, and you think your 
brain is like forming yes this i think and like projecting yeah, it i think so i mean i don't really think i had a black figure up i mean not that i don't think that's possible yes. do i really think that's what's happening to me no i think my mind is facilitating that to give me a reason to be like you're, you're scared because yeah. in my own head and body i'm like no i'm cool i'm good but i feel like i have the same i've never like seen anything but i have the same response to fear in the middle of the night is i don't move i don't do anything mm-hmm. i just like I sit there and keep looking in the general direction of what I I'm like yeah, getting until freaked it, out about until it goes away or you convince yourself until I like can calm myself down and that and I like can let it go and go back to sleep. And sometimes that takes forever. I used to have to. And I have Alexa at home and I and it's connected to my bedroom light. And so all I have to do is say Alexa, turn on the bedroom light. Yeah. And I used to do that a lot, but then it was like making me mad that I kept having to check. And so I would just be like wake up look at it and be like all right well going back to sleep and yeah. when a light comes on it's so much harder for me to go back to sleep yeah, like if i have to get up yeah. in the middle of the night and go to the bathroom i don't turn a light no, on you keep your eyes closed yes. feel around and i keep my eyes yep. closed and it's smart to not like sometimes i'll look at my phone or whatever but yeah mm-hmm. it's better just i to try not to see the time i stopped no light yeah i stopped looking at the time because it kept being three yeah three thirty, and i was like now i'm just programming myself to wake up mm-hmm. at this time i d- i was waking up probably over the summer, almost every night at three, between three and three thirty mm. every night. And I could not fall back asleep. I would lay there forever and I couldn't fall back asleep. And then I'd go to the bathroom, which my fear going to the bathroom middle of the night is that there's snakes in the toilet and they're going to get me. And I'm not going to, of course there are snakes in the toilet. I mean, that's a, that's Where else an avenue for them to enter your home. It's that not is true. That is true. People have found snakes in their pipes. That's See, fair. That's valid. It's not We had far-fetched. a snake in our house in college, but it just slithered <gasps> right in through the front door. Oh yeah. Oh, it just came in. It was, it was in the fall. It was kind of spooky, but yeah, I mean, it slithered in It went, How we had like a hole it? in our couch. I mean, it was probably the length of like, not like the table this long, but probably like the, Oh, it was, the, it, went, it was probably like three. Three feet? Oh my gosh! I mean, yeah, it was a it was a snake. It I, went I, in a hole in your couch. Yeah, so like it ended up. We, no. you know, were you we're, watching we're college it? guys? Yeah, okay. I mean, it you had in. eyes on it. Yeah, we had eyes on. I mean, oh, I, was, I thought it was I a was surprise scared. in the couch. Like I was moving. scared. I I was on the stairs, like waiting. We had one of our neighbors. She she was uh, she's a vet now, and she she came over. She had a gun. She was going. Oh my to shoot god! A the shoot aim, it? the yes. aim you have to have to shoot a snake. Listen, we, you're in college. You don't. You just bring guns out. You're not, out. You're not guns all the way through, but yeah. So wow. eventually, we we ended up getting it out of the house. But how yeah, did you scary. get it out of the couch? Well, I would somehow scared it out. I think a broom. As I, I said, I, I was no part of it. I was scared and on the stairs. I think I would have legitimately moved. I'd, again, I'm not. Genuinely, I was at Brooke's house. This was probably back in August, maybe. And we were inside at her counter talking or working on something. And Landry comes in screaming and says, there is a snake on the porch. Well, you know, as parents initially, you just believe your kid's a liar at first. Yeah, right. and, like it's a stick and something else. Like, I don't know what it is, but I almost always like don't believe them at the first, <laughs> like the first shot at it. I'm like, no, there's not. And so she's like, no, there's a snake. And so Brooke and I walked to the door and I kid you not, this thing had to have been five feet. Mm-mm. Five feet and thick, like big, like not skinny, thick. And it was coming down a beam on her front porch. From where? From the roof. From the ceiling? From the the sky? From the ceiling of her porch. And it was like weaving its way amongst the rocks Mm -mm. of the, the, Mm -mm. the beam all the way down. And this is the difference between Brooke and I. Brooke opens the door. She walked out there and grabbed it. She opened the door. I fell to the floor. I was on the floor. It can get you down there. I didn't know. I was just, I can't. Snakes, I can't handle. Brooke walks out there and I'm like, what are you going to do? I slammed the door behind her because if she's going to sacrifice herself, that's (laughs) That's on on her. her. Yeah, Yeah. like she made that choice. And so I just shut the door behind her. Yeah. And I'm watching through the windows and all the kids are behind me. And I'm like, don't get behind me because I'm I'm trying to hide behind the kids. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not blocking you. Like I'm out of. <laughs> and she it is and y'all the video i don't know if y'all have seen the video mark gets home her husband while we're trying to figure out what to do and it's just like slithering around these rocks i didn't know they could go vertical i'll be honest with yeah. you yeah i did not realize gravity is more of just a suggestion for snakes oh so they can do whatever i mean i they guess want. yeah yeah they so they're coming mark gets home and gets and Brooke talks all the time how Mark is like the city boy. He was raised in the city. He's never been out in the country. And Brooke was raised like on a mountain, like <laughs> on a farm. Like so, snakes don't bother her. And uh, she Mark gets like a bucket 
and Mark's like trying to chase the snake, mm-hmm. but like jumping back as I would as well. It was, it was chaos. It was pure chaos, but I can't, that just sent me. I could yeah. not. Eventually I was, I think I was standing on top of the car videoing, which I don't know why I thought that was safe. Cause what I learned that day is they can climb up they and can come right on up. They, nothing stops them. It doesn't matter if you're not on the ground, they're coming yeah. for you. Mm-hmm. So one in the house, I would move. Like I couldn't go. That's what I was getting at. It took me, like I had to work up my, my braveness to go back to Brooks. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Well, because it got away. Yeah. Listen, it got away. If we had killed it, if you it, don't know where it is. Yes. Yeah. And it went under the porch, like it, in a hole. It's in her home. Under the porch. It's in the toilet. It's in her toilet. Yeah. I'm just going to bring it full circle here. Okay. This toilet. is why you take a risk when you use the bathroom with no lights in the middle of the night. That's valid. That happened just, to me literally on the way here. This is my only other tidbit I have for spooky season. And I was driving here thinking, what am I going to say on Kelly's podcast? And I'm just, just minding my business, drinking my coffee. A spider literally drops from the ceiling in front of my face, in between my steering wheel distance and my face distance. Perfect. Like it's coming down. There's nowhere for it to land Split other than on, like physically on me. It's black. Its legs are like um, curling and like it's just, oh. and it's coming hot. And so I'm trying to reach into my glove box and grab like, I thought I had a mask or a piece of paper, a receipt in there. I had nothing because I recently had my car broken into and they take everything and I couldn't, I just could not get anything to get it with. I had a little Ziploc bag and I was like, oh, you got one shot. Like, cause it was already oh like in front of my nose. Mm-hmm. So you have one shot to just swoop it. I swing, I cut the thread, don't have the spider, throw the bag, bag hits the other side of the Jeep, spider, I don't know, look in down. Lap. I don't know. I had You'll a coat covering my lap. I have my Jeep is black on the inside, so I'm just I'm I'm screaming. I'm literally screaming. I'm driving, I'm still driving, 55 on Alcoa Highway. <laughs> I'm swerving miles an hour too fast. I'm literally swerving. <laughs> Not that part. I'm on the good part. I'm swerving. And this car next to me is like ticked. I know they're ticked, and I'm yeah. screaming. Just they don't know there I'm is a crisis. I'm screaming. I'm looking to my left. I'm screaming. I'm yeah. like, does anyone see what's happening? And no, they can't because I don't know where the spider is. Yeah. Get to Callie's house. It's still. I'm already like unbuckled. I'm only like driving with my finger on the steering wheel because I don't know where he is. I jump out. I take my coat off and start shaking it, and I start jumping up and down. Never found him. He's in my car right now. See him run up. He is still in your car. Spiders don't scare me like snakes do. Spiders don't. Spiders for me. I don't like insects, but yeah, I'd prefer that over a snake. But you talking about your car getting broken into? It reminds me of a story, which I mean, is spooky and scary. The scariest things I would say are the. The real things. The real things. Yes. 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 And especially sometimes the mystery makes it more real. And you're like, oh, this could really, someone could really be after me. So my wife and I lived in an apartment two, three years ago. And this was right after spooky season. So you think you're safe, but no. You think you've made it through. Yeah. Anytime in the fall is still spooky season. So it's November. It's a little bit before Thanksgiving. Tara and I go to bed early. You know, sometimes we get made fun of for As it. But you do. Hardest party car. <laughs> yeah, no exactly. Party. So, like, we're, we're probably asleep. We're asleep. I mean, it was particularly early this night. We're probably asleep by, like, 9.15. No joke. We get a knock on our door at about 10.45. Like, so I mm-hmm. thought it was the middle of the night. You know, I had mm-hmm. been asleep for an hour and a half. <laughs> so I'm, like, groggily, like, waking up. I go. I, I open up our apartment door, and there's a police officer there. And he... He says, "Hey, is this where is this where Tara Butler lives?" I was like, "Yeah, she's under arrest." She's it under is arrest. <laughs> no, and he goes, he looks at me and says, "Her car is on fire." I was like, "What? What are you talking? about? Why would about? you lead with that?" He's like, "Yeah, your your car's on fire. It's smoking outside. We're trying to like figure out what's going on." So I go, I wake Tara up. I'm like, "You know, we we discover what's wrong. We go out there. We see her car is parked not where it was parked when we went to bed, Uh-oh. and it's." You know, at this point, it's smoking. I, I've shown y'all the picture before yeah, yeah. of it. I mean, when it was on fire, our neighbors took a picture like flames, literally 10 plus feet in the air. So we're outside. We're trying to figure out. And then I realize my car is gone. My car is nowhere to be seen. And so I tell the officer, I'm like, hey, my car is not here either. So like, you know, they're asking us questions. They're like, hey, is there is there anyone that you know like that like is has it, something against you all you? or do something? Everyone. And Trust it's no funny, one. like for Trust me, no I was one. like, I you know, I don't actually think anyone's like after us or anything like that. <laughs> but we did have a neighbor there. He lived a house down, you know, and sometimes the delivery people would take stuff to the wrong place. And mm-hmm. I had my phone got delivered there and he literally tried to steal it. I, I had to confront him, which is hard oh, for a wow. nine. I had to lean into my eight wing and I literally went over to, I was going to go to his apartment, but he was in his car at the time. And I was like, Hey, did you have like a package delivered over here? He was like, Oh yeah, I was about to take it to my mom, which mm, just made no sense. So anyway, I got my phone back from him. 
Tara had a prescription that was delivered over there and he opened up the package oh, and brought it over. Goodness. So Tara had had enough. And Tara, <laughs> Tara says to the officer, she's like, well, our I'll neighbors exactly tried to yeah. steal our stuff I'll tell you who it is. Before. I was like, no, it wasn't him. And, you know, long story short, we ended up realizing like it was not a targeted attack because it was just our, our neighbors saw that it was some high school kids that just sometimes there were just petty crimes that went on there. Yeah. My, my, key was in Tara's car. Her key was in my car. They broke mm. into her car. They got my key. They drove it off. They left it in another part of the city. And then her car, they were driving and they literally crashed it. Oh. And then they like parked it back. And then that's oh my why gosh. it set on fire. But for a little while there, I mean, it was honestly kind of scary that both of our cars got Are gone. taken. And Hers was on fire. You're like, did they set it on fire? fire? Like, what is going on You can't on help here? but think, like, did they follow us? Do they know us? Did they yeah. know you were asleep? Because it know your was schedule? just your two cars? Yes. Yeah. So that was that's the spookiest, like, scariest real life thing that we've been through. I remember once like, coming over, and I was standing in the hallway talking to Tara. She's like, you need to come in. That neighbor is, we don't trust him. Like... <laughs> <laughs> He opens our packages. <laughs> she was like, he could honestly stay, be standing at the door looking through the peephole right now. And I was oh like, my oh my gosh, I lived in fear when I was over at Charles' house then. Oh, no, no, no. That was different. That other neighbor, we never we never really saw him that much. You mean the one that lived right <gasps> across yeah, straight the across. Barely saw. It was just one of those, you know, in everyone's life, you always, at least for me, like, there's a time where you live by one of those guys, yeah. you know, and you're like, I, might I don't know what neighbor. they do. I don't know what they do for work. Yeah. Sometimes you hear random shuffling in the middle of the night. And you're like, I don't know what's going on over there. Yes. Yeah. We did have a neighbor like that. Yeah. She like, never got to, to the bottom in. of that story. Yep. Well, there is still, and Ryan and I will talk about this around the neighborhood. Like there are some houses that we've just never seen anyone come or go from ever, <laughs> mm-hmm. but there's always like, there's cars there all the time and the cars will like move sometimes. <laughs> so we know there's someone there. But where I was watching TikTok the other day and this guy was driving by a house and he said there was like 50 vultures around the house, Mm -hmm. like on the house and around the house. And he's like, do you think I should do a welfare check? Because this many vultures like going at a house. She's like, the person lives here by themselves. I don't know even in that scenario if I would call because I don't want to be dramatic. No, I'm definitely not going near any place that has 50 vultures. (laughs) I may give them a call if I have their number, but I am not physically walking. Just to see if they've looked out the window today. You see anything hanging out there? (laughs) Well, speaking of neighbors and real life stories, have you all watched The Watcher on Netflix yet? I want to. I have not. Okay. It's based on a true story, all right, that happened years ago. But. There is, I don't think there's spoilers in the story. I'm going to tell you the story of The Watcher. I don't think there are spoilers in this. But if you just really want to experience it for the first time with none of the storyline, then maybe you don't want to hear this. Kaylee, you don't have a choice. So just a warning. (laughs) But I will say when I read, was doing reading and researching the story, they said that Netflix did it a little differently. Like they added stuff. Mm -hmm. They like made it more like creepier. So it could be like an actual feature like Mm -hmm. feature length Mm -hmm. that it's supposed to be right and it ends differently on netflix as well i believe but just take a journey with me through time will you let's go back to june 2014 all right not that not so far back yep right so there's this family they're looking for a new home derek and maria brought us and maria grew up in this westchester neighborhood in new jersey and she loved it she had the best memories and she was like i want us to raise our family in this neighborhood so they have three kids and this street is very popular it's it's called boulevard and it's just one of the most popular places to live in new jersey in the westchester area and so they're looking they finally found this house it was actually a really great house six bedrooms lots of windows kind of a cape cod style just tons of character right not like cookie cutter homes i mean just had all the character over 100 years old Great home. There were multiple offers on the home, but the Broadduses ended up winning the bidding war at $1.3 million. That's a good deal. Yeah, right? I mean, a bargain (laughs) back in 2014. And so they immediately, they knew that they needed to work on it before they could move in with their three kids. And so Derek is doing some renovations on it, doing some painting one night. They're still so excited that they've, they've gotten the home and they're trying to do the renovations as quickly as they can so they can move in. So he's like painting in one of the rooms one evening and he went out to check the mail where he found a letter addressed to the new owner. That's all it said. And so he's thinking, oh, a neighbor is being kind and like just dropping a note to welcome us to the neighborhood. Right. So he's standing there. He opens it up and reads it. And it says, dearest new neighbor at 657 Boulevard, allow me to welcome you to the neighborhood. 657 Boulevard has been the subject of my family for decades now. 
And as it approaches its 110th birthday, I've been put in charge of watching and waiting for its second coming. Oh. My grandfather watched the house in the 1920s, and my father watched in the 1960s. It is now my time. Do you know the history of the house? Do you know what lies within the walls of 657 Boulevard? Why are you here? I will find out. I have chills. What? Literally chills. That's the first part of this letter, right? And so that's not great. But then (laughs) the writer went on to talk about how angry he was because he saw that they were renovating this 110-year-old home. And he just happened to throw in that he had seen the children playing in the yard when they were over there working on the house. And Maria says at one point they were over there and they were talking, visiting with a neighbor and the kids were just running around the yard. And that was like the only time they had been over there. And so the watcher walks, drops in that he has seen them. The letter identified the kind of van that they drove the license plate of it, as well as that the different workers that were in the home renovating it. And he also quoted in the letter how excited he was to see young blood because they had asked the woods to bring them young blood to the home. Are there woods around in the, do we know? What do you mean they had asked the woods? The woods family or the the actual woods? The woods. It wasn't like the woods. They had asked for young blood. And there was a portion in this first letter that said, Do you need to fill the house with the young blood I requested? Mm. It's better for me. Was your old house too small for the growing family or was it greed to bring me your children? Once I know their names, I will call to them and draw (sighs) them to me. The letter ended with, welcome, my friends. Welcome. Let the party begin. This is the real letter. This is the real letter. Signed, The Watcher. Is that even embellished or no, that was that the is actual the letter? letter? That's not even the That's full like length of the letter. Life, the most dangerous game meets like mm-hmm. other scary hocus stuff. Hocus. Yeah. <laughs> that is like your children. Yeah. you're excited to move what? in this house. You're working on it. It's just another day. You go out to your mailbox, open this and read this letter. I'm out if you're Derek, point. what's your first move after standing there and reading that letter? One, one. Right? So it's after 10 p.m. when he's reading it. Put it back on the market. Yeah. (laughs) Run. (laughs) It's after 10 p.m. He's alone. No one else. So he runs around the house and starts turning off all the lights so that no one could see inside. Which makes sense for me because I do get paranoid in my house. I shut all blinds at night because I always think about. Yeah, they can see in when your lights are on. People can see in. And I think of the creepiest things when I'm closing the blinds and it's already dark that Mm -hmm. there could be someone right on the other side of this glass right now looking at me and I wouldn't know it. But what if he was already in your house? That's not. So he starts and then he called the police immediately. The police show up. And he hands the police officer the letter and the police officer is like, what it's excuse. I'm not going to say the actual word, but he uses some curse words. He's like, what the F is this? Mm. And Derek's like, exactly. Like what, what do I do with this? And so the police officer just circles the house and is like, Hey, maybe move some of this construction equipment inside and lock the door so they can't throw it through the window to break in, whoever nice. this is. Like, Thanks. that's the extent that sounds, oh, of the feedback. That's like so an then, episode of Criminal Minds almost. Like, yeah. oh, this is horrifying. Well, and so then he reaches out to the couple who sold them the house, right? Which yeah. is logical. He's like, have you ever gotten a letter like this? And this is what would have ticked me off. The sellers admitted that they got a letter too from the watcher a few days before they had moved out. Also talking about how he'd been watching the house. Before, but they had, that was but their first letter were. was before they moved yes, out. Yes, that was the first the one. the time they, is coming up. That's a little more comforting. They had lived there over 20 years and had never received a letter <sighs> yeah. until they were moving out. And it was almost, and this is what they say in defense. They're like, it was almost like it was thanking us for taking good care of the house. Oh, so it wasn't like threatening. Like, yeah, they's like, we weren't really threatened. It was just weird. They're like, if anything, we just thought it was kind of quirky and weird and they'd only received the one the whole time the broadest has even tried to sue the previous owners for not Mm. disclosing that information but that case ended up getting dismissed so they're like okay we've done all we can maybe this is a fluke kind of like the family before us this is just a random letter Mm -hmm. a couple weeks pass maria is at the house looking at paint samples to figure out what what room is going to be what color and she goes out to check the mail And she sees another letter in the mailbox and it's addressed directly to her and her husband. They've misspelled the last name, but it still has their names on it. They're listening. So it's no, no longer just new owners. It's their names are being used. And it said, welcome again to your new home at 657 Boulevard. The workers have been busy and I have been watching you unload carfuls of your personal belongings. The dumpster is a nice touch. Have they found what's in the walls yet? 
in time, Mm-mm. they will. Mm-mm. He continued to write about how much he'd learned about the family, and he kept specifically talking about the kids. He was even able to list the kids' nicknames that they go by and their ages. He talked about the layout of the house, and he asked which rooms they were going to pick for the kids and which ones they're going to play in and sleep in. And then he made sure to tack on a warning about the basement. Mm -mm. He said the kids should be afraid of playing down in that basement because you'll never hear them scream all the way down there. Right? So Does he want them to write back? Well, Derek and Maria, they're like, okay, we're going to stop everything for a second. Like, this is the second letter yeah. with the same, like, threatening overtones to it. And Derek's like, I'm going to set up cameras. And so he starts setting up cameras mm. all around the perimeter of the house. And he starts staying outside overnight. So they're still not living there. They're still, they end up moving in with Maria's parents and waiting to see what happens. And Derek starts spending the night like among the bushes to Mm-mm. see if he could spot anyone who is watching, which that's terrifying. Mm-hmm. In- they are so committed to this house. Yes. To me, Move. I'm, I'm so out. I'm, like from the get go, right? Yes, You're like halfway through the letter. Hey, this Actually, is it. Yep. Nah. I'm good. I'm done. So they're trying to do all of this to, to catch him and to figure out who it is, yeah. which someone made the point is why didn't they put a camera on the mailbox? Yeah. Like they never put a camera on the mailbox oh, yeah. in the, the mailbox or in the mailbox. If the letters are going in the mail, but so they're trying to do all this to try to catch him. Hmm. And another letter arrives. Hmm. Now is this letter, sorry, does it have like a stamp on it? So are they, no. So this so person's walking it. up. Yeah. They're probably a neighbor. Are we not going door to door? As The the articles that I read on it did not say that it was specifically like addressed. It looked like it was just, it only said the new owners or mm-hmm. yeah. Derek and Maria, whatever. Yeah. And that's, that's it. But I will say I read one article and this comes later and it talks about some later investigation and it talked about how they wrote an address. So that makes mm. me think maybe it did have an address mm-hmm. on it, but yeah. I never saw, I never knew clearly either way okay. what it was, but another letter arrived while they're setting up their cameras and it said, I will be patient and wait for this to pass and for you to bring the young blood back to me. 657 Boulevard needs young blood and it needs you. So come back, let the young blood play again. Like I once did. Let it sleep in 657 Boulevard. Stop changing it and leave it alone and bring them back to me. And just like that, six months after receiving the first letter, the Broadduses put the home back on the market. Like Uh, that was the letter that broke them. And they were like, we are done. Well, you can't at that point. You yeah. literally can't. You couldn't bring, you could not knowingly bring you your no. children. No. With yourself. Because a lot, that. there's other interviews that they did and they talked about how they would come back into the neighborhood to do, you know, like a barbecue, a neighborhood barbecue. They would go to stuff like that and how the neighbors probably thought they were insane because they kept screaming for the kids to stay close to mm. them <sighs> because they didn't know who it was. I'd be asking people and they would think I was insane. I'd be like, have well, you seen these letters? They put it back on the market, but rumors were already oh. flying about everything that was going on because investigations had already started. Mm-hmm. So there was, you know, like a next door neighbor who was kind of suspicious. Like the mom was older. The dad had died at like 92 and the mom was there and all the adult kids still lived with her. Mm-hmm. And so some neighbors were like, that's a little strange mm-hmm. that the adult kids are still there. And one of them had been diagnosed with like schizophrenia Uh-oh. and they had moved into that house in the like 60s mm-hmm. and so they had known mm-hmm. the Broadduses house all that time yeah. and could and they talked about how it lined up with a lot of the letters so that's who the Broadduses thought it was and oh. they wanted police to look at them but every time police brought them in for questioning it didn't pan out they said outside like we don't have any proof yeah. this is who's writing this letter but they were just so sure but they put it back on the market but they were committed to complete honesty for every person mm. who was interested and mm-hmm. they would show them pieces of the letters. And so what would happen? No one's buying that. No one's going to buy that house. Not if, if you're you know young that blood. So they finally find a house to rent the place. And two weeks after the renters agreed, another letter arrived and it said to the vile and spiteful Derek and his wench of a wife, Maria, <gasps> you wonder who the watcher is. Turn around idiots. Maybe you even spoke to me. One of the so-called neighbors who has an idea who the watcher could be. Or maybe you do know and are too scared to tell anyone. Good move. It could be any of the cars, that hundreds of cars that drive down the boulevard every day. One could be me watching you. I walked by the news trucks when they took over my neighborhood and mocked me. And I watched as you watched from the dark house in an attempt to find me. <gasps> Telescopes and binoculars are wonderful inventions. 
finally, he gets straight to the point. He wrote, maybe a car accident, maybe a fire, maybe something as simple as a mild illness that never seems to go away, but makes you fell sick day after day mm. after day. Maybe the mysterious death of a pet, loved ones suddenly die, planes, cars, bicycles, they all crash, bones will break. And that is when the Broadduses were like, we are going to rent it out for the rest of the time. We'll never move into this mm-hmm. house. They finally sold it in 2019 for $400,000 less than they paid mm. in 2014. And they still don't know for sure who the watcher is or was. Even eight years later, they're trying to figure it out. But there were lots of theories. So here's where the theories. they oh, This dominated their entire lives, yeah. right? So like... Even Derek in interview says that I became obsessed with figuring out who this was threatening my family. And once the news got out, so when he filed, when they filed to sue the previous owners and news, you know, it's public record. Mm -hmm. And so news stations got a hold of it. So that's how news stations started showing up to do interviews and figure out what was going on. Well, then the kids got mentioned. And so then the kids started getting made fun of at school Mm -hmm. because all this was going on. Like it really did wreck like the entirety of just these letters. But they thought that the watcher might be one of the other people who put an offer in on the house and lost because it was really competitive bidding, mm-hmm. right? So they're yeah. like, maybe they just want us to move so they can buy this house. But they found out that the other interested buyers, one backed out because of medical issues and another backed out because they had bought another house. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. it wasn't them. Well, then they thought, and this is where the theories get interesting. It's someone who lived in the neighborhood and had been watching the house. Yeah, it has yeah. to be. So police questioned the neighbors. And the Bro- the Broaddus has hired a private investigator to run background checks on all the people who lived around them, yeah. but nothing came of any of that. And then they sent a letter to neighbors that were detailing plans. So this is where they did the bait. They tossed out mm. bait to their next door neighbors who they really thought it was. Mm-hmm. Codes said that if you're going to tear down the house and do something different, you have to let neighbors on the right, other side. Right, right. So they're like, we'll just tell them we're tearing it down. Yeah. And if we know that we're only sending it to them, mm-hmm. if they if it ends up in a letter, we know it's them. And so they sent a letter to the neighbors detailing plans to tear the house down, hoping it would make them angry enough to send another letter. But nothing came from that. And then they hired two former FBI agents. Think about the money. Also that they bought a one point whatever million dollar house. They're not even living in. And then all of this money to try to figure out who it was. And the FBI agents found several things in the watcher's letters that indicated they were written by an older person. So a lack of profanity, considering how angry the writer was. Mm -hmm. They just thought this is probably like a less macho writer, like not someone that's like super like rage. And then there was a discovery, which was so interesting. After testing the envelopes for DNA, they found that the DNA on all the letters belonged to a woman. (gasps) So this whole time I'm thinking it's a man. Yeah, you just assume. They felt like they had a lead. And so the police started looking into women who lived close by, ran DNA tests. They didn't find anything. Oh, my gosh. But then... The FBI were like staking the house out and a woman in a car stopped in front of the house for just an awkward amount of time, Mm -hmm. like just sat there in front of the house. Police saw her, traced her car. She was in a relationship with a guy who lived on the block. And interestingly enough, he liked to play video games as a character called The Watcher. (gasps) And police tried to interview him twice, but he would never show up to the interview. My thing is, it's do, so you just let it go. So the, the <laughs> end, you know, you're you like, got a guy and a girl, yeah, and you're like, eh. <laughs> there's, yeah, like, there's a there's an actual theory here. The guy won't show up for an interview, and you're like, all right, that's yeah, fine. But and, I guess there's probably nothing if you don't have any proof. Like, yeah, you a, can't. Also, so much. didn't they the watcher admit to having lived in the house? He said that well, he maybe they he just talks, made that up to throw yeah because you could pull every previous I owner wonder, and and then I did dig last night into this because I wanted to know like when it said stuff about in the walls yeah I wanted to know like what happened in the house like, tear I, down the house let's I'm, find out yes if I'm them I'm like okay what news reports what police yeah. reports have mm-hmm. happened in this house before murders who are the families that have lived here hey. before any of it but. Yeah. Some neighbors even tried to spread that it was the Broadduses writing the letters to themselves Why? because they had buyer's remorse and they were trying to scheme a way out of the sale. Right. You could just resell it if it's a hot of a property. Yeah. You don't need all that. Like, it's yeah. not that big of a deal. But the last suspect came to light, I think, three years ago. And they also had a home inspector come and do like scan the walls. Yeah. And there was nothing outside of like insulation in the walls. So they couldn't figure out why does he keep referencing the walls? But he knew the house. He knew the yeah. layout of the house. Mm-hmm. He knew about the basement. He knew kids' names. He knew like, it, or she, she knew all of that. Last suspect came on the scene. Because the Broaddus has filed an application to divide the property into two lots. 
hoping to sell it to a developer. So I guess that was four years ago, hoping to sell sell it to a developer who wanted to build two houses on it, mm-hmm. right? After they couldn't find yeah, a buyer for so long. And then a neighbor hired a lawyer to fight the application that they couldn't tear down the house. Who was the lawyer? Who's the neighbor? I don't know. It doesn't, but they looked yeah, into that yeah. neighbor, brought that neighbor in for questioning and it, the neighbor just wanted to protect like the sanctity of the neighborhood or the, With it doesn't sound house that someone's yeah. threatening that person. Like, yeah. I don't think your neighborhood is that. And so who they finally sold it to was an older couple with no kids and just two big dogs. Like they, well, they had grown kids and two big dogs and that's who and finally they were bought cool it. Moving. Are those dogs okay? I don't, listen, I don't, maybe that's the young blood the watcher needed. I don't know. But since then, nothing has happened. No letters? Nothing has happened to get anyone closer to figuring out who the watcher is. Did the, what's their last name, Broadus's? Who? So Maria. And yes, 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 yes. Did yes. they, were they able to make money, I guess, by selling their story to Netflix or whatever? They won't talk to anyone at this point now. They won't do any interviews. They won't talk so about it. So this is all public record that Netflix this did is, this They did of? interviews before Netflix came out with the show. So like okay. when this was all happening, they did an interview. There's a really good interview with The Cut online that goes into like super detail of everything they did to try to find out who it was. But they, I, I read something else probably last week actually that said they're not, they're not talking about it anymore since mm-hmm. the movie came out. They don't want to talk about it. And so this is, yeah. I so, need to watch it. You do need to watch it because I was looking at like the differences and I will say Netflix storytelling of it and like the embellishments were worth it. The ones that I read that they've added to it Mm -hmm. to make it even more interesting. Interesting. But their big thing is it's someone outside in the dark looking in on a well-lit house with Mm -hmm. the family inside. And that is one of my like real life fears is there are, there are people that watch. I can't handle that. We moved into our very first home and it was a little like 800 square foot house in South Knoxville and not like a greatest part of South Knoxville, but it was what we could afford when we first got married. And I was talking to a neighbor and they were like, yeah, just make sure you're locking up and you're always aware of your surroundings. A woman down the street, someone had been watching her house and learned her schedule Mm -mm. because we all have the same schedules, right? Like we have routines. We usually leave at the same time. Mm -hmm. We come back at the same time. Like we have routines. Someone had watched it and broken in her house and waited on her. Nope. Like four houses down from where we had just moved into. That's horrifying. Yes. Yes. And so this is where like the real life stories will get me. Like they'll... Mm -hmm. Just getting those letters, I would have moved immediately. Oh, I'd have been yeah. done. I'd have been done. Like, I, 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 and what was in the walls? I still want to know. Why does he keep talking about the walls? Well, it has such a long history of the house. Like, mm-hmm. It was like a one-off crazy person, maybe. But if they're like, well, this in the 70s and this in the 50s and yeah. just like trace it all the way back. And like, all what the are details those on your family and oh, everything. Yeah. Like, that's, that's what, as soon as he mentioned my kids, I've been like, I'm out. I'm mm-hmm. done. Like, we're not, I'm not playing knew. this game. They had to be listening. They had, right, so Could they had to have close teacher. proximity. I don't even know. I mean, anyone has your address, yeah, really, but not your kids' names the, or nicknames, even like what you call them. I feel like that's them listening in, yeah, here overhearing people use them. And for him to say, I'll call them to me, and I'm like, Yeah, I don't know if he had a radio in there or what. <laughs> Maybe he was in the walls. What if he was the one in the walls? What if it's not a person and it's the house writing the letter? What if it's the spirit that's in your apartment? What if it's actually, my demon? What if it was the spirit that was in now your he's latched onto me? Gosh, they should have they should have asked us. They should have but now they honestly people are saying that the internet detectives, you know the people who mm-hmm. like just grab on and are like, We're gonna figure this out like Reddit. Yes. Yeah. They're saying that they would not be surprised if They'll someone solved it like yeah. from the Reddit post. Cause you can look, if you look hard enough, you can see pictures of the letters. You can see like the written stuff, like all of that. I didn't even read full letters, mm-hmm. but they were long letters. They'll figure it out. They, they have to, if you release all that information and someone, maybe they even lives over there. Yeah. That someone, has access. Someone knows one of those neighbors, one of those neighbors knows wow. there's not a chance. But what I want to know is what is one thing you're so happy someone to tell you about? I have honestly Did you like been that waiting to Let's tell you go. about this thing. Oh, I can't wait. You've held it. Because every time I never have something good. You've been coming prepared the last few times. Only though. with this part. Because <laughs> this is what matters. Most. This is what people want to know. I have changed my skincare, which I know we've been in and out of the skincare conversation. Yes. For years. Yes. I mean, for years. I was spending too much money on buying all the cool stuff and stuff I probably shared on here. Scrapped everything. The only thing I use on my face as a wash, as my moisturizer, except for eye cream, girls, it's time. Eye cream. Mm -hmm. Except for that, is sea buckthorn oil. 
and that is what it is called. And the lady that put me on it, I follow her handle is at Noy N O Y skincare. Maybe she's not so important. It's not her product. She does sell it, but she jacks up the price. You can find it on different on Amazon. You can find it on anything, but mm-hmm. living libations is the brand that I use. It's the cheapest. It's a yellow oil. She shows you how to use it. So that's why I follow her. She teaches you how you need a cloth. You need the oil. Your face is wet. Start with a wet face. Take some pump onto the cotton swab that's also wet. Squeeze it out. Pump it. You just wipe your face. You, it probably takes me three pumps to do my whole face. Once you've done that, you take the cotton pad, rinse it, and then you wipe it all off with the wet cotton pad. And then you pump, pump while your face is still kind of damp. Yeah. Pump. That's your lotion. That's your moisturizer. You're done. And I am telling you, there's a skin reset that she has people do if you like use a lot of product or whatever. And I do stuff I've already paid for. I'll like sprinkle in because I want to use it. I'm not going to yeah. waste my money. But I don't use cleanser. I don't use moisturizer. Morning and night, sea buckthorn oil. And like the compliments I've been getting on my face. It looks, your skin looks great. Like even someone yesterday was like, do you have Botox? Which I'm just known to not want to do that. And I was like, no. And I'm like, oh, your skin looks really good today. And I had only done that day, the sea buckthorn oil. And I'll do SPF. Like, don't get me wrong. Yes. Like, I'm still going to use glow screen because I can't be out here in these streets getting sun on my face. But I, it's, it has literally, I've been using it. I'm probably on my fourth bottle. I'm, I'm looking at a shift because I'm going to the end of my skincare and I had to cut a lot out of what I was doing because of what was in it. Yeah. And I'm at the end and I go and get facials who, mm-hmm. from a girl that I love and she has given me this whole new skincare regime and I'm like, I'm tired of spending so I'm much tired money. of switching it. I'm tired of my face breaking out and I still like, no one's skin is perfect. There's not a one off thing, but, and it's weird to cleanse with oil. It feels yeah. wrong you want your face to be tight and but i've heard clean. a lot about but dude it, using the oils it's changed my entire face and I'm i know interested. when i stop using it like on a switch back to something i've already paid for because i need to do it because i've spent money i'll break out yeah i'll feel like a tightness i'll start to peel or something yeah. random but this thing man sea buckthorn oil anybody do you go all it. the way down your neck when you wash i do with I'm this starting to get like old lady neck i can see it I and do i'm with that. very concerned my She'll, mom used to do some exercises for that you can, so that's a real thing yeah, if you follow her did. account and she'll try to sell you some other stuff whatever she's a little hippie but she will explain like why you do your neck why you do like your chest like, yes and she'll show you how to do all of it saved in her highlights i'm interested don't buy it from her though she it's too expensive i'm very interested i've got a i gotta cut cost over here but still maintain you know i'm, what I'm telling saying? you I have the girl who does my facials did tell me about Botox in a bottle. I've heard of that because I can't do Botox right now. And so she gave me, she was like, you need, this is what everyone calls Botox in a bottle. Mm. And so you don't have to do injections. You don't have to do anything else. And it That's has nice. like natural base to it, which was interesting to me, but any hoosies, I haven't bought it yet, so I can't recommend it, but I've, I didn't know if such a thing existed. That is cool. It's probably not an oil though. <laughs> well, there's some like the ordinary company yes. their stuff is cheap i still have a retinol from them that i'll throw in every now and mm-hmm. again at night and then they have something like that that i've seen on instagram ads it's like a ten dollar bottle yeah i watch a girl dab it on her eye creases and in five minutes same same everything and it's like it's not even there it replaces i that. would do that carson that you're almost to an age you have to worry about this stuff you're past it <laughs> it's time eye cream thank you for me the thing i'm glad someone told me about so like every once in a while so like once or twice a year i'll do something that's like uncomfortable for either just like my normal routine. So whether it was, so uh, people can't watch you. Yeah, exactly. No, like two years ago, it was right before the pandemic, thankfully, because I wouldn't have been able to do this once the pandemic started. I did whole 30, which like I liked, I enjoyed. I did this one. I will never do again. This past April, I did no, no, it was this past March. I did no caffeine for 30 days. I remember this and I didn't understand it. (laughs) And it was hard, but at the same time, like I'm glad I did it. But the most recent thing is just intermittent fasting. Like, listen, it's not a solve all for every person. I did it for years. But for me, it's been, it's been helpful. And like, I, I went six straight weeks of doing it every single day. Now I do it like probably five days a week. Yeah. But it, it's just helpful for me. Like I, I've cut out a lot of unnecessary like late night snacking is really t- the main that's thing. Because I just me. eat from yep. 12 to 8 most days whenever I do it. So that's been something I'm glad someone told me because it's just, yeah. It, I felt better me. when yeah. I was doing it. But then a lot of people talk about women doing it and how it messes up with, it can mess with hormones with like uh-huh. cortisol levels and stuff like that. When you don't have an immediate release of cortisol, it'll start throwing your hormone balance off. Interesting. I know. I know. My hormones have been fine for what it's worth. So. Listen, you don't have to deal with anything. You don't have to worry about skincare or your hormones. Get out of here with that. Hey, well, all I can say is happy Halloween. I hope it's 
Yes. Everything. Let's all refill our treat baskets. And so watch that, Coco today. And watch Coco. I've never watched it. Don't know that I ever will. Watch what? the black telephone. You're all welcome. No, thank you. <laughs> watch Coco. We're cutting out <laughs> Disney+. Have your kids not watched it? No. It's so sad, Corey. It's awesome. <laughs> it's so good. If you want to be in your feelings, watch Coco. If you want to be terrified, watch the black telephone. Oh, yeah. Where's the black telephone at? I think I had it on Peacock or HBO Max. Gosh, it's something some, one of your friends has it one of your one of your streaming services is carrying it theaters mm-hmm. i hope it's super spooky that you're not too scared that's what i hope for you today i won't be doing anything scary mark that down <laughs>